0: Welcome to Alive, a Vineyard College ministry with the purpose to awaken students to their true relationship, identity, and destiny in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this message today. And if you want to connect with us, you can follow us on Facebook at Alive Vineyard College Family or Instagram at Alive Vineyard College. Yeah. So, so, so good. Okay. Now we can get it in. Um, tonight, y'all, I want to talk a little bit about a topic that you guys probably uh, don't really hear taught on. I'm going to try to get my teach on tonight. Um, and that that's prophecy. That's prophecy. Uh, um, you know, uh, you probably heard people refer to Prophecy, you probably in some way, shape, form before um, heard somebody say, I'm going to prophesy, prophecy, prophesy, you know, I'm going I'm I'm to prophetically encourage, I'm going to step in. Is, is it okay to do that today? That's what I want to talk about. Is it okay to do that today? I mean, if I prophesy or if I speak prophetically, does that make me a prophet? Or do I have to be a prophet to prophesy or speak prophetically? What does it even mean to prophesy? What's a prophecy even mean? What's it look like? What's it sound like? What's the fruit of new covenant prophecy? I want to talk about that uh, today because uh, I believe, we believe, Most of you guys here believe that Holy Spirit empowers us and he empowers us in so many different ways. We talked about a lot of different ways in which he empowers us. But tonight I want to talk about specifically how he empowers us to prophesy. I can guarantee you that it is going to be good. And so, listen, if you have questions about it, I would love to hear your questions. You can text them in. Text your questions in, 97,000, you know, and we can definitely talk about that through the newsletter or whatever. But I can guarantee you that this is going to be a breakthrough session. So if you guys are ready, then let's go and let's pray. Lord, you you are amazing. Jesus, have your way. We want to exalt you, we want to magnify you, but we also want to learn accurate information about who you are and who, how you've called us to live alive to identity. Father, may the, may the hard things be broken up into bite-sized pe- pieces so that we can digest. May it be palatable to understand And, Father, give the people ears to hear, eyes to see, a heart to receive, all that you have for them, Lord, here in this message, Lord, and beyond. In Jesus' name, we pray, and the church said amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. So I remember when I heard, when I first came to Jesus, when I first gave my life to Christ, I remember I, I heard this phrase. Over and over and over again. And the phrase was: I'm a sinner saved by grace. And I would hear this phrase over and over again: I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Hey, bro, I'm a sinner saved by grace. And I kept on hearing it over and over again. And you know what? Eventually I started saying it. Yeah, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Bro, I'm a sinner saved by I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. But after a few years, I started realizing something. I mean, I would hear it all the time in songs, in Christian songs. I would hear it preached in messages. I would hear it in the music. I would hear it in all kinds of ministries and other Christian circles. Hey, you're just a sinner saved by grace. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. But later down the line, like a few years in this thing, in Christ, I started realizing something. I started realizing that I was identifying more with being a sinner than being a saint. I was identifying with being a sinner more than I was being a saint. I started identifying with being broken rather than being whole. I started identifying with being a poor, wretched man I am than a righteous son of God. And at the end of the day, y'all, at the end of the day, I was magnifying more of the sin and less of the son. And I was, in, I was in trouble because I identified with being a sinner more than a saint. And every time I identified with being more of a sinner and less a saint, I found that I just kept sinning. I just kept Sinning. See, see. if you keep saying to yourself, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm just a sinner, what are you going to do? You're going to sin. That's exactly what I did. I would find things that I didn't want to do, kept doing. I would find the things that I didn't want to do, I kept doing, and the things that were good for me, I didn't do. And now, I love me some Jesus. When I came to Jesus, y'all, listen, it was on and popping. Listen, it was on like Donkey Kong. As soon as I came to the face, I knew that I knew that I knew that I was living victorious over a lot of stuff. You know, I was just like just shedding sin. Shit sin just came off of me. But I kept saying to myself, I'm a sinner saved by grace. And that gave permission for certain sins to stay attached for certain sins to stay around and keep me bound. And there were some certain sins that kept rearing its nasty head. Two in particular that I remember without a shadow of a doubt. One, fits of rage. And two, masturbation. There would be some things that every time there would be something come up, I would lose my cool, I would just blow up. Or certain things would 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 would, 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 uh, would come into my mind and I would want to sexually please myself. And I knew that it was wrong. I thought that I was supposed to just live with those struggles because I was just a sinner saved by grace, right? Let me tell you, every time I blew up on somebody, every time I engaged with pleasing myself, I felt horrible, y'all. I felt the shame. I felt I felt condemned. And the enemy would always be there to condemn your boy. The enemy would always be there to say, uh-huh, see, you a fake Christian. Uh-huh, see, you know, you know you're, not really, you're not really a son. You know, you're not this, you're not that. You know, the same enemy that tried to tempt me to do the very thing that he kicked me when I was on the ground for. That's exactly what the enemy does. See, he will get you to try to do those things that he's going to then condemn you for later. And I was all filled with shame and regret and remorse, y'all. You know what I'm saying? What about us? What about us? Are we identifying with being a sinner? And if so, if we are identifying with being a sinner, are we struggling with some sins that are in the dark? Some sins that are in the closet? Some sins that are kind of like, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to have to struggle with this because I'm a sinner saved by grace. Are there some sins that you've been keeping, you know, away from people, not exposing to the Lord or to others maybe? But Clay, what are you saying? Are you saying that we're not sinners? Are you saying that we just don't sin? Let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's see what the word says. Turn with me to, to Romans 6, 11. And I love this. Oh, my goodness. This is good. This is good. Romans 6, 11. Let's read. What it says there, because there are, there are things in this script that are super fundamental to our identity in Christ. Super fundamental to our identity in Christ. You can click there, you can, you can turn there, whatever you want, or you can follow along on the screen. And it says this, here it is, Romans 6, 11. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin, and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Okay, peep game, guys. Now listen, I, uh, there's a lot there that I want to unpack tonight. But before we do, we've got to understand why Paul said so. He said so at the beginning of the sentence. What that means is that that's a transition word. If you see so, you've got to understand what Holy Spirit was trying to say previous in previous verses. And the previous verses, it's all summed up to basically say this. Listen, if you are in Christ, if you are in Christ, then you have joined in a death like his and been joined, joined in a resurrection like his. Two main things you got to understand is that one, you have died with Christ and two, you have been raised to new life with Christ. One, you have died with Christ. Two, you have been raised to new life, resurrection life with Christ. It says, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God. Okay, so if we are in Christ, not only did we die with Christ, but we have been raised to new life. And if these things are true for us, then we must do the math. We must reckon. We must understand something. We must calculate that we are dead to the power of sin and alive to God. Young people, Jesus, you know, Jesus Christ became sin, who knew no sin, that we may become the. Okay, let me do this again. Let me do this again. Young people. Jesus became sin who knew no sin that we may become the righteousness in him. We are the righteousness in him. If that is true, y'all, if that is true, not, okay, let me back up. So Christ became sin and died as sin. If he died as sin and we are joined in a death like his, then we too are dead to sin. If Jesus Christ, if he became sin who knew no sin, and he died as sin for our transgressions, for all all our sin, and he died as sin, and we joined in a death like his, then therefore we too have died to sin. Someone say, dead to sin. sin. Someone say, "I'm I'm dead to sin. If you're in Christ, you are dead to sin. Yeah, and I get it. Good, girl. And that's not, it doesn't stop there. If you have been raised to new life with Christ, we are also in new life. We have new resurrection life. And therefore, we can live not only dead to sin, but alive to him. We can live alive This is basic stuff, guys. We've got to get this right here. Here's the deal. Some of us don't really live fully alive to him because we don't know we're dead to sin. And we don't know we're dead to sin, because we, are, we, are, we aren't in this, the word. we aren't in the truth that can set our butts and keep our butts free. And if we are in the truth that keeps us free, we'll understand that we're dead to sin. Let's read on again. Here again, Here it is. Here it is. Oh, this is so this is so good. It's in Romans 6:11, let's go back real quick. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. In verse 12, it says this, let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness. Okay. Let me let me back that up. I, I I'm with yeah. I feel like the Lord's ooh, about to drop something here. Check it out. It says this. Let not sin. Therefore, what's that? Therefore, basically because if you are dead in Christ and you are alive in Christ, you join in the death like His and you raise to new life like His. Therefore, it says let no sin reign in your mortal body to make it obey its passions before guys i was identifying as being a sinner therefore giving permission for sin to reign in my mortal body and therefore obey its passions I kept finding myself getting played by the fits of rage and and, and I knew that it was wrong. I kept playing myself and getting trapped up and trying to please myself sexually even though I knew it was wrong. The thing I didn't want to do I found myself doing and the very thing I thought was good I didn't have the power to do. Why? Because I was identifying as being a sinner rather than a saint. And I gave permission for that sin to reign in my mortal body, enabling me to obey its passions and its lusts. I found myself powerless to the power of sin. But once I read this passage, once I read Romans 6, 11, things started to change once I recognize and realize the power of Romans six eleven, Like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. There, there, there's revolution. I mean, this revelation. Yeah, let's start a revolution with the revelation. We can start a revolution. Whoop, whoop, okay, they don't know nothing about that yet. Yeah. It's too old school. Okay. Once I once I recognized the, and realized guys the power of, of Romans six eleven it was like revelation hit me like a Mack truck. I started to to realize something. I re, I started to realize something big. I've been walking in an incomplete understanding of the gospel this entire time. That if Jesus died for all of my sin, then why am I magnifying the sin more than the son? If Psalms 103.12 says, he has separated my sin as far as the east is from the west, then why am I magnifying the sin and not the sun? If It says in Hebrews 9.12, or I'm sorry, 8.12, it says in Hebrews 8.12 that he forgave me of all my sin and he remembers my sin no more. Then why am I magnifying the sin and not the son? If it says in Romans 6 that he died for all of my sin and we are to live dead to sin, then why are we magnifying the sin and not the Son? Why am I acting like the blood of Jesus isn't enough? If I died with Christ and I am in his death and his new life, and I say that I am a Christian, I am in him, but still identify with being a sinner, then Christ's bloodshed on the cross was for nothing. Then I'm saying that what he did on the cross is not enough. And his death was in vain. I know I'm probably like, yo, you're probably like, oh my goodness, what's going on? But this this is all scripture, alive. I'm here to tell you good news. I'm here to preach good news. I'm here to let you know that Jesus' death was a smashing success. I'm here to let you know that Jesus' blood freed us from all sin. Yes, it did. Just like this thing, this is, I'm going to put this in my pocket. Jesus' blood has freed us from all sin and that Jesus' blood enables our complete freedom. I'm here to let you know alive, to let you know that he who the sun set free is free indeed. Free indeed. He who the sun set free is free indeed. And check this out, check this out. I'm about to take it a step further now, okay? You ready for this? I'm going to take it a step further. Since we must consider ourselves dead to the power of sin and alive to him, it's possible to live our lives free from sin. You want to see in Scripture? I'm going to open it up in Scripture. Listen, listen, listen. Since we must consider ourselves dead to sin, then it's possible that we can live without sin. I know it's crazy, right? What I'm not saying is that we have not sinned. That man, yes, man has sinned. Man has been born into sin, and we do sin. That's what I'm not saying. But check out what it says in 1 John 1.10. Oh, man, this is so good. 1 John 1.10. It reads this. If I can find it, here we go. If we say... We have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Meaning, here's what, here's what that means. If we say we have not sinned apart from the blood of Christ, if we say that we're our own savior, we don't need the blood of Christ, and I have not sinned, we make God a liar. Because everyone was born a sinner, Everyone has sinned and falls short in the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift. Listen, we need what Jesus has offered us in order to be dead to sin. But if you're saying you don't need Jesus and you don't sin, you're making God to be a liar. So what he's saying is that BC, before Christ, we all are sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. That's why it says in here, in, in, in 10, again, if we say we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word's not in us. Now, verse 2, check it out. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Did you guys hear that? It says, it says that when it's, It's possible to live a life dead to sin and alive to God. It says this, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone doesn't, if you do sin, then you have an advocate so you can be running. You can be running this race. You can be, you know, going after it. Like, yo, I'm going after all things Christ. Oh, I'm pressing in. Let's go. I'm pressing in. And next thing you know, you stumble a little bit. You, you, you stumble, you stumble. Oh, and you fall into sin. You, you just got done sinning. And you can stay here. We can wallow in the self-pity. We can stay here. We can just say, oh, man, what was me? I'm just a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. We can just be depressed. We could just, oh man, oh, oh, or we could identify with being a sinner, or we can identify with being a saint and remember, wait a minute, God, you're praying for me, God, you got my back. Big bro Jesus got my back. Forgive me, Father, forgive me, I have sinned, I just messed up, but I'm still a saint. Yes, go. Let's go. And I'm going to keep running. And then bam, bam, something tries to trip me up. Something tries to trip me up, but I'm going to keep on going because why? I'm a saint. I'm a saint. I'm a saint. And bam, bam. Oh, wait, wait. If I identify as being a sinner, then I'm going to just start. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 it's me. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm just going to stay here and just, just, just struggle with my sin secretly. And the struggle with my sin secretly and just not everybody needs to know. And, and Jesus, I know you're praying for me, but your prayers aren't worth at least squat to me because I'm a sinner. <laughs> oh, we can be like, yo, what's Jesus think about me? Wait, Jesus says I'm pure. Wait, wait, Jesus says I'm whole. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Jesus says, I'm blemishless. Yo, Jesus says, I'm good. Jesus says, he cast my sin out as far as the east is from the west. Jesus says, he says that I will remember your sins no more. Jesus says, I am there and I got you, bro. I'm praying for you. And not only am I praying for you, Holy Spirit's praying for you. So you got two people praying for you. Forget what the father of lies has to say. You are not a sinner you are a saint you're not a sinner we are saints in this thing and if you keep we keep identifying being a sinner we're just going to keep on tripping up and sinning oh I'm just a sinner listen people, people are probably asking you're probably asking yourself and this is probably a great question to be asking hey Clay well if I'm not a sinner or if I don't need to sin, if I can live a life free of sin, then why, Clay, do I think like sin? Then why, Clay, I don't want someone to come up and play, P.K., all day. You can come up and play. Don't be giving me no attitude, bro. I love you, man. Get up for P.K. Clay, if I'm free from sin, if we can live a life free from sin, why do I think like sin? Why do I want to sin? Come back next week. We're We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about that next week. And bring your friends. I'm telling you, there's some freedom and liberation. There's even freedom and liberation tonight. But I believe that We've got to come off off of this thing where I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, you were a sinner. Now you're a saint. And you're a saint that receives more grace and more grace and more grace empowering you to run this race. And if you sin, because we may sin, I'm not saying that you're going to live free from it like perfect, because we might sin. But if we sin, That doesn't necessarily dictate your destiny. That is just a mistake. You say, hey, Father God, I'm sorry. That was my bad. But you know what? You call me a saint. You call me. I'm not a sinner. I'm a saint. I'm a saint. And I'm good. I'm tired of all these songs talking about these Christian radio talking about I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Stop it. We're, we are not a sinner anymore. We don't have to struggle with sin anymore. Because when we realize that we can identify with being righteous. Second Corinthians 5, 21. He became sin. Jesus, big bro Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. He became sin. Who knew no sin. So that we can become righteousness in him we are righteous you know what righteous means right in being right in being my being is right with God Do you believe that? if you are in this thing if you are you've been baptism symbolizes you are dead. You're in the watery grave. Shoot, I'll keep you down until I see some life bubbles coming out. Is that you in there or is that Jesus? Because I ain't bringing you up until I, I know it's Jesus and that's it. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Jesus Christ who lives in me. And the life I live by the flesh I live by faith to the son of God who loves me and died for me Come on so if you are dead with Christ and you are now just raised to new life then Romans 6:11 must be a mantra on our hearts must be a mantra on our minds that we are dead to sin and alive to him. That is our rudimentary identity. We've got to understand this thing because there's so much victory as sons and daughters for us to step into when we get that. And I pray that Jesus will be more real to you in this way. In this way that we can live dead to sin and alive to god let's pray father thank you for sending your son thank you for sacrificing your son on the cross lord and it's by nothing but the blood nothing but the blood of jesus will wash away our sin and i pray father god that we will and realize this truth through and through, daily, every day, that we are not a sinner because we are in communion with you. How can we be? We're a saint. And we've been called to live a life that's dead to the power of sin, that's dead to the grip of sin, that's dead to the stain of sin because we are alive with him. We are alive with you, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. And we pray... This has helped stir and awaken you to live alive to God like never before. If you want to connect with us, let's go. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Alive Vineyard College. And it matters because it helps in. Im- in your faith, so that we can wage good warfare and keep pressing in to that next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. One of the prophetic words that I received, uh, that I've been holding on to for uh, for a while, is uh, six years ago in 2013. Um, the the word rattled me at the time. Uh, in a sense where I was just blown away by it um, I remember I was in a room in, in a conference room at my church I was looking at all these like revivalists and these evangelists that are doing big things and making big moves for the kingdom of God and I'm seeing the Vineyard Movement and, and, and all the things that the Vineyard Movement has contributed to these revivalists and these these, these, these awakenings around the world and, and I'm thinking to myself, God, what this is all good, but where are all the black people at? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, like, where are, all the, where are all the black people at? Like, there ain't no brothers, no sisters that can do this stuff, too. And the Lord's like, haven't I called you, Clay? I'm wow. like, nah, nah nah. You, I, nah, nah. I took a st- I, I literally stumbled back. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I, you tripping, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't got nothing on these guys there, there, there. You know, like, that's a, that's not me, Lord. And God said, haven't I called you, though? I'm like, what what do you mean? You had to preach at the church? Because at the time I was preaching, you know. To to preach at the church? Yeah, that's good. No, haven't I called you to be the first black itinerant evangelist in the Vineyard movement? I started crying, y'all. I was a sobbing baby. I'm sobbing, all snotting, and I'm like, God if this is what you called me to. I thought it was just to, the, to preach on this platform. Like, I thought this was it. Like, you got more for me? It was as if he was showing me more of the promised land that I have not encountered, that I have not traversed, that I have not discovered yet. He was showing me more through a prophetic word that he was given to me in that moment. And since that time in 2013, I've held on to this idea, to this word that I have the permission to step into being the first black itinerant evangelist from the vineyard movement. And yeah, I can shy away from that thing. Yeah, that thing can be really scary and very intimidating and pretty hefty. And I don't even know if I got the goods. I don't even know if I got the 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 intelligence. I don't even know if I got the wits, Lord, to do that, the chops, Lord, to do that. But God said it, and his word will never return void. And if I partner with him and I steward this word, I know that I know that I know that that word will help me wage Good warfare and press into the call that's been placed on my life. And since then it's been confirmed, confirmed, confirmed by many people. Why am I telling you that story? Well, I'm telling you the stories because I'm telling you that story because the prophetic ministry is important. It should never be mocked. It should never be despised. It should never be just relegated off the side to something that we just, you know, some people do and I don't do it because I'm I'm not like that. No, I believe that you all have the gift to prophesy because you all, if you're in him, have Holy Spirit living in you. So what I want to do is I want to I want to right now and um, I want to just exercise real quick and clinic a little bit what it looks like to do prophetic ministry, okay? Um, So uh, if you've never had this happen to you, it will seem weird at first, but you'll get used to it more and more and more, okay? So what I want to do is I want to pick somebody out right now, and I feel like that God has just been, like, speaking to me as I'm preaching about what who I see out here, okay? And my, my sister right there in the tan, uh I think tan sweater, long hair. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you. What's your name? Sharon. Okay, it's probably not tan, but from here it looks like it is like brown or whatever. Um, so Sharon, I feel like Sharon God God has a highlight on you. Like he's like wants to shower you with more of his love than ever before and i believe that he has you at like this i i almost see you as like a little girl standing at a crossroads and you're like in the wilderness and you're kind of like at peace but you're looking at which road to take. And I feel like there's been like some roads, like three different roads that you've kind of just a looking, in and you're by yourself, but you're not scared. You're kind of like just chilling. You're like, faithfully looking on and you're listening to God and I feel like God's given you play-by-play directions almost kind of like Siri or like uh, uh, or like when you're like driving like to turn here turn there or whatever i I've, yeah GPS I feel like there, there's like some GPS navigation going on with God and I feel like you're hearing God more clearly more than ever before and i feel like god is going to only amplify his voice because you're leaning in and focusing in on him even more. And i believe that god's saying that he wants you Sharon to just continue to keep embracing him. And as you embrace god through the tough times, through some desperate times that you've been going through right now or even some like some very um, difficult tensions you're trying to navigate you trust God, God is going to continue to keep giving you the answers, the play-by-play, the, 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 the road to take. And some of these roads may look lesser-traveled, but that's okay because that's where he lives. He lives on the road less-traveled. He lives on the road that looks like that no one's walking on, and everybody else is going to the highway. You're going to go through the byway, sis. You know what I'm saying? You're just going to go and press in and do whatever you need to do. And I believe he's equipped you with the sword. I believe that sword's becoming like a machete to, like, make your own path because I believe that you're a pioneer and you're pioneering new territory for your family and for your friends. You're pioneering new territory. And I, think, I thank you for what—does that make sense to you? Okay, so thank you, Father, for sharing. I bless Sharon. I pray, Father, for what you're doing on her life in her heart in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Sister in the red coat right there. Yeah, you— Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I saw you when I was preaching too, and I felt like there was like a revelation coming and hitting you in the head like that, you know what I'm saying? Like hitting you. And some revelation was hitting you. And, like, staying and other revelation was, like, hitting you and, like, okay, I'm not ready for that yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to wait. Wait, wait. I'm not ready for that one. But I'm going to take that one. I'm going to take that one. And God's just been, like, the angels have been just, like, lobbing stuff to you, like, from the heavens, like, like just throwing stuff to you. Like, okay, I hope she takes this one right here. Almost kind of like a kid. Like, like you ever played, like, t-ball or whatever, you know what I'm saying, like, back in the day? Well, anyways, well, anyways there was this, like, you graduate from t-ball to coach pitch, you know what I'm saying? And the coach is, like, lobbing stuff at you you know and like some kids they swing and they miss and you know other kids they don't even want to swing or whatever i feel like coach like the, the 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 papa god and angels even like lobbing things your way and they like hoping you just swing hard for the for the gates back there and and there are some times where you're like kind of hold up and you're like a little nervous about swinging because you're a little nervous about if i press into this thing what are my what are my friends gonna think what, am I, what are my peers going to think about me? Like I'm not going to live the life that I want to live, but maybe I can live the life that I need to live. You know what I mean, if I just press in on what it is God has for me and I feel like that, that revelation that was coming off was that revelation that you weren't ready for because you really weren't ready to like fully like say a God like. You're, you're almost there, like it's like the revelation hitting you, but there's been something blocking you. And I believe that the things that's been blocking you are the lies from the enemy that make you think you're not going to be happy if you go all in for him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. Okay. And I just, yeah, and I, I, see, you, I see you rising up even in your peer group. In your peer group, like uh, you kind of like are head and shoulder above your peers. And God's called you as a leader by nature. Even as a little kid, I think that you had leadership on your life where you would lead people to do certain things, even lead people to get in trouble. (laughs) But I feel like you lead people to do things, and God has given you that gift of leadership. That's undeniable. And I feel like God's saying, hey, you know that leadership you have, that influence you have on your life? I place that there for you. And when you activate that fully in the kingdom, you're not gonna believe how, you're not gonna believe the acceleration that's gonna come as a result thereof. And there's gonna be people who were in the faith for a few years see you kind of like, like past them because of the gifts and the call that you have eventually received in your heart. And now want to press in to do the things of an evangelist. I see you as an evangelist as well, too. I feel like that God just said that. I just see you as an evangelist. I see you encouraging and influencing other women, especially women. I believe you're destined to go to the Destin Conference. I feel like that there's a destiny right now that's awakened at the Destin Conference for you to go to that because I think that there's a word or a thing there that God's going to give you that's going to help catapult you to your destiny. Can I get someone up, come up and play? Ben, can I get you play the keys? I just need Ben. Um, so, just just play the keys. I just don't want the full band. I just I, I love the full band. I love y'all, but I just want Ben. Um, so 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 we got so with the with you sister. I feel like you're destined for more. And the journey that God has you in on right now, there's this like half in and this like, okay, I'm not ready for that. Because of self-preservation and the enemy's lies to let you believe that that self-preservation is going to is gonna preserve you from going all in. That's what the enemy's trying to say, get you to believe that you can look good going half in. But no, 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 no. God's saying, hey, if you only know what I have for you, you're going to go all in. You would have gone all in yesterday. But I just, I just blessed that on your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what's your name, sis? Zina. What? Zaina. Y'all, reach your hand out to Zaina. Thank you, Father, for my sister. Lord, bless her leadership. I bless her.